many viewers have asked, what led me down the path to want to reach and teach through Living Optimally with Pamela Jones? I'm going to share more of that coming up. Living Optimally with Pamela Jones is brought to you by Meditating Motivators. Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Living Optimally with Pamela Jones. This episode is going to take a little turn, but it's going to be very great. Now, I have been asked multiple times to be able to share a little bit more in-depth about who I am and what led me on the exciting path of wanting to be able to reach and teach through Living Optimally with Pamela Jones. Well, jumping right into that, the name itself, Living Optimally, to me is so important because for a lifetime I've experienced a lot of things. Now I'll share a little bit more about that, but what's important about Living Optimally is you've also heard me say many times, being able to be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, as well as socially, being able to be balanced in all of those areas. Well, one of the first questions that was asked of me was, what led you to become this optimal well-being life coach, this integrative healer, or you just being a speaker? Well, what led me to be that life coach, simple, I just said to him was life. And I experienced life. And I made sure I didn't run from the things that I experienced. Now, let me share a little bit about that. Now, some of the people that definitely know, they've been waiting on a book to come out, but that is, there, that is coming up soon. Now, one of the things that I like to share is when I say life, I experienced a lot of things from death because one of the questions that was asked of me is, Pam, how do you deal with the loss of so much death and still be happy and being able to stay positive and be able to stay on your track? Because what one question that was asked of me is, how do you stay positive when you're trying to accomplish something? Well, to be able to feel you in viewers that may not know, both of my parents are deceased. I have no living grandparents, and all of my siblings are also deceased. But I am actually purposefully living for a purpose. So I actually live for them, and I always like to say I'm actually leaving a legacy. So I always encourage a person to be able to look at that death or whatever loss is not happening to hurt you, but is actually to expand you. And in the show before, we talked about expanding. So being able to share a little bit about myself is I had to step back away from everything and to be able to ask, what am I here to do? And that's also something I ask. And yesterday I was sharing with a gentleman that come to me. And he's in his 60s, but he's still interested in dating because he also shared, I'm struggling a lot with being able to connect and open myself up in a relationship. What I learned, even when I'm dealing with death and everything that I'm dealing with, is how to make sure I'm finding myself. Make sure I'm hearing my own voice. So I would encourage anybody who's going through death, losses, now being able to fill you in, make sure that you give yourself time. Give yourself time. I do a lot of sharing and services where I'm coaching with grief because I also like to be able to share with you, make sure that you don't 
follow suit when people tell you time heals all wounds. And, and whenever somebody loses someone or they either go through some kind of um, trauma, a person say time heals. Well, I like to beg to differ. It's not about time healing. It's about what's done in that time that is actually doing the healing. So I actually gave myself to step away from the scene for about two years to be able to catch myself. Now, my passion that comes through on scene and when I'm talking with anybody is authentic because I know it's a calling. Remember when I told you before, your career is something that you're paid to do, but your calling is something you know that you are born and created to do. And to be able to reach people on that level is what's important. Now, I choose to take my family, and I was a daddy's girl. My mom and I were super close. Grandparents, my siblings, extremely close. But what I choose to do is I try to bottle all of our dreams up and to be able to push forward to be able to reach someone. And every day that I'm actually in interacting with people who have dealt with loss, who ask me, how do you overcome the loss, being able to simply say, Take that loss and get the lesson that you gain from it and be able to take it to your next steps. Now, I'm going to address some of the questions that have been coming in through email. Some people have been inboxing me on social media. Some people have just been stopping me to be able to ask me to be able to share certain things. And I get it and I understand because some questions are a little bit personal and deep so they didn't want to necessarily have their name associated with it because they haven't quite worked through it. I've been there. I've completely been there. So I respect that. So I'm going to share some of those with you. Now, keep it in mind, I grew up in a very small town. So there was a lot of things I wasn't quite exposed to. One of the questions that come in to me that I can truly relate to was, um, we know the holidays will be coming up soon, and the big holidays of the year would be Thanksgiving and Christmas. And one of the questions was, how do you actually change or break away from family traditions without hurting any of the family members' uh, feelings? And with me coaching, believe it or not, that's a question that comes up quite a bit. Now, one of the hardest things for me was to actually do this. And I'm going to share this personally within myself because growing up, my mom used to say all the time, oh, we've done the same tradition for years. And I remember one year I wanted to be able to do something different, staying at home, especially when I was an adult with my child. And it was really interesting. I said, we're going to stay at home for Christmas and not necessarily travel and do the same tradition we've always done. And I remember my mom saying, but we've always done it for years. And I didn't want to hurt her feelings, but I wanted to do it in a calm way of being able to explain. So here's what I did, and maybe this will help you. I said, Mom, remember when we were young and we were little kids? Remember how you and Dad used to have it every morning? We would wake up for Christmas, and it would be exciting, and we would open our gifts, and our, my mom would be like, yes. And she said, that was just fun for you guys. I said, I don't remember. I said, I remember later on we went to visit Grandma, but I don't remember waking up with her, but we still took the time to be able to share the holiday spirit with her. She said, yes, because that's how your dad and I I wanted to and I said and I truly thank you guys for that because it was wonderful memories but now that I'm an adult I want to be able to give my child my children a little bit of their home life traditions without it being to where we're breaking them so we can still incorporate things so we may come a little bit later for brunch or dinner and be able to share
their gifts and things, but we want to be able to create a new tradition with them without the stress. So that might be something that can be able to help you along the way as well with not being able to break the traditions. Now, another way when we're talking about loss, one of the hardest traditions was Thanksgiving for me. Now, that will be coming up in a, in a few months, but just to be able to share, Thanksgiving is a time that families get together, and a lot of families have traditions. Well, my parents were one of the main people who got the family together. And a lot of you that have asked me know this about me. And one of the hardest things for me was one year I didn't know how to deal with it when both of them were no longer here in the physical. And I didn't want to go because I didn't want the whole dinner to be about crying. So I wanted to be able to share with you, I made myself, I, even if I wrote a letter or just made a call in advance to be able to ask the family members to just be able to support me and be able to share this moment and allow me to be able to not go with tradition this year and I want to be able to do that. Now, I cooked a meal that looked like it was going to be for 50 people for three people. So I wanted to be able to get through and I wanted to commemorate my mom and dad in a way that I could without bringing everybody else down. So it's okay. So another way that you can be able to do that without hurting anybody's feelings is to simply just reach out through a letter, email or whatever and just ask everybody to respect your wishes. Now, shifting gears a little bit in a little bit of a, uh, another light, one of the questions that came in was, and this is so funny, is what do I do to improve my patience? I feel like I run out of patience at work. I feel like I'm running out of patience with my kids. I feel like I'm running out of patience with my husband. So notice this is a good time not to use somebody's names. But I also can relate because a lot of people have often said that is, what do I do to get more patience? Well, this is interesting because I always like to start and I tell you, you, you do know that in order for you to be able to measure how your patience is, you're going to have to be tested. So how do you know that you're gaining more patience? You're going to have to go through life and there's a lot of things that's going on. A lot of times you may have more obstacles to be able to come, but how are you breathing through them? How are you centering yourself? How are you calmly being able to take on the things only that you can be able to control? Now, one of my hardest feats was when I went through all of the deaths, and um, you've also heard me say I weighed 75, 80 pounds more than what I do now. But I also realized I was stressed and I was depressed. So how did I get through those particular things with patience because I didn't have the patience? But people say, as far as I can remember, you've always been upbeat and joyful. But the patience is, I know I had to be able to do things, but I gave myself cold words. So even if I even share with my husband, give myself little signals. So if I'm in the, if I'm in the midst of people or family and I feel like I'm getting full, I will give a cold term of, you know, whether it is hot in here or whatever, that's our secret code that I need to walk away and go and step away from everybody. When I get myself together, debrief, I can come back without people really knowing what's going on. So I highly recommend that because if not, people don't need to see you lose control. There's things going to happen. We cannot stop things from happening to us in life. We just have to be able to take the time to be able to handle them, then come 
come back to it. We learn how to do that with our children, or at least I hope we're doing that with our children. But I wanted to be able to share. That's something that I still to this day do on a continuous basis so that I can be able to stay in the upbeat. But just give yourself a little signal code, step away, center, calm it down, and then come back. Meet Shelly. She can make a Labradoodle look like, well, either one. And she's a marketer. Shelly uses constant contact email to spread the word about her services, whether it's staying in touch with her regular customers or reaching brand new ones. It works for Shelly, and her clients are delighted. Shelly's a marketer, and all it took was constant contact. Try it free. Visita provides a complete business calendar, fully integrated with your client scheduling experience. You can view and manage your daily schedule and any upcoming meetings, and most importantly, schedule new appointments and follow-ups with your clients. Using Visita Calendar for client scheduling will save you time and deliver a better service to your clients. Visita Calendar automatically syncs with your existing calendar on Google, Outlook, iPhone, and more. Welcome back. I thank you for tuning in. At this time, we would also like to thank our sponsors for making this show and every show possible. Now, if you would like to be a sponsor, please reach out to me through email, pam at meditatingmotivators.com, or you can simply contact me through my website, meditatingmotivators.com. Now, I'd like to share just a little bit more about myself before diving into a few more questions. Now, a few more of these questions actually relate to some of the things that I've actually experienced, and I thank you guys that have reached out to be able to share. And the questions that I'm getting is, share more of yourself because that is what has been given us the inspiration. And that, I realize, is for the people that really know me. But one of the things I wanted to be able to share is, a lot of times right now I'm working with a lot of people within my company relieving stress, relieving pain, and increasing vitality. That's what I do on a daily basis. Now, I realize in life I've done research, research, I've studied, I've done so much work, and the certifications and the knowledge behind it is there, and I've always became, become my biggest study. I don't care if I'm doing any kind of research study, scientific study. I've always been my number one study. Now, what that means is when there's stress, I've dealt with stress that led into depression. Dealing with pain, sharing with you, I have had more surgeries than you can even care to count. I have had countless knee surgeries because I've had injuries after injuries, but I went through a period of time that I was just going through without really knowing how to properly take care of those injuries. What that did was it motivated me to become more therapeutic and then also become a functional fitness specialist. So one of the things when people were saying, I also had a lot of trauma and had to have reconstruction in my back. So a lot of times people are like, wow, I can't believe all of these things that you're going through. That's also where the motivation comes for people living optimally. It's not just about fitness. Remember when I said a lot of times people will say, you need to do this particular exercise and you need to eat this diet. 
that will do nothing but shut down someone whose body is not allowing them. That's the reason why I am motivated and inspired when I'm working with a group of people and all of them in a wheelchair. Because everything can be modified. Everything can be able to be adapted to be able to give that person the best quality of life. So that is where the passion comes from. Because I can remember what it was like at one time sitting there. I've got to get up out of this wheelchair. Didn't know that, did you? So that was one of the things that inspired me is how do I help people be optimally healthy on whatever level that they are in? Now, depression sets in because of a lot of those things that happen. Now, a lot of us may even share, I went through a stage where it was like, I don't know why all of this is happening. But what it did was it, I realized it didn't come to hurt me. So one of the questions was, how do I get past that anger or that guilty feeling that I have all the time of what's going on or I just feel like I, I just want to be angry about the situation? I always say it's not coming to hurt you. It's actually coming to teach you. So even everything that's happened in the past the only thing that the past is good for is the lesson that you get from it. So how do you not hold that pain and anger? Because the longer you hold that pain and anger, what's going to happen is you will start having resentment and grudges toward everybody. And I lead into that because one of the questions that come into me was, Pam, help me understand how I can be able to not hold on to the grudges that I'm holding on to. Grudges happen because, one, we're not forgiving ourselves, or we haven't faced the situation that we're dealing with. Now, there was nobody's fault that I can actually blame that I actually went through all of these different issues that was happening back-to-back. Back. That's At least that's what it seemed like, back-to-back. Back. I knew that I was a happy person. I became a life coach because I wanted people to fully understand you don't always need a paper trail. You just need guidance to get back on the track of what you needed. So what I mean by that is when I dealt with situations that hurt me, I remember saying at one point in time, I remember being a happy, bubbly person, but I can't for the life of me remember how to get back to that. So I worked day in and day out to remove myself from everything that was a stress to cause me to be able to feel that anger and because it also built a guilt into me. I felt guilty because I would hurt somebody or I want to lash out, but I wasn't really angry at them. A lot of people don't realize that, but most of you go through those types of things. Don't do that because I want to be able to leave you with this on this particular is issue is guilt is intent to do harm. Don't, when you intend to do harm, that's when guilt is there. So most of the time a person, I will ask them, did you intend to do harm? Prime example, the gentleman that asked me this question, he said, I felt frustrated because I lost my entire family. I said, describe what you mean by you lost your entire family, my wife, my children, because of my foolishness that I was doing. So he said, yes, I hold a lot of guilt to that. And what that guilt is doing is keeping him stuck. He can't move forward. And so he has to go into being able to release this anger, release this pain, and be able to free himself to be able to love himself and to be able to know what happened was just that. It was an issue that happened. Challenge that to make you grow. So I told him, "You did you intend to harm them? No, I didn't. So it's not the guilt that needs to hold you. You resent the things that happen. So don't hold on to the guilt. Learn how to go in and forgive yourself on that issue. And that's what I've done. And I do that on a consistent basis. 
Now, one other topic I want to share during this episode is one of the questions I'm getting, and I'm getting this more often, and I can totally relate to this, is how do I open myself up? Now, this particular question came in reference to relationship, but they also realized it was just opening themselves up in general to people. But being able to focus on what actually keeps you secluded what is closing you down so how do I open myself up more a lot of times it's not that you're you're not even comfortable sharing with somebody because you have not even become sure of your thoughts or your desires and most of the time if you're looking at relationship and this is a great way to be able to extend in shows coming up and we'll actually do a little bit more of this when it's pertaining to relationship but how do you open up is Spend time with yourself, even if that's meditation, but sitting still, spending time with yourself. Now, this is very important because most of the time, nearly every person that I sit down one-on-one with, I always ask, what is your convictions? Most of the time, people say, I didn't even know what my convictions are until you were sharing that. So how can you have standards or boundaries with anybody else if you don't even have your own convictions? And I always like to say your convictions are simply like what is it that you know for sure or what is it that you stand for no matter what? What are those things that you know about yourself? So when you're interacting with people, you feel more assertive, you feel more sure of who you are, and it's easier to open up. Because if you don't know and you don't take that time to spend that time with yourself, you will conform to whatever somebody else, is, their desires are, or whatever it is that they want you to be able to do. Now, one of the things I've added into my book that's going to be released is I shared, you know, You don't know what you don't know. So you expand yourself to be able to learn. And one of the things that I always love to share this, and people say, that is great. My husband and I, when I first met him, he was like, what is it that you need from me? I said, I need you to be the man that you were created to be and not necessarily limited to who and how you were raised to be. So that means being able to spend time with yourself to know who you are so that way that desire is there. So when I came into a relationship, I am able to say, these are the things that I stand for no matter what. And I do that whenever I'm engaging with someone that wants to partner with me, when when somebody's wanting to work with me. Even on a day-to-day, a potential client. It is a situation to where we need to have a conversation to be able to see if what we are saying is going to be a match. So spend that time with yourself so that way you are sure of what it is that you want to be able to discuss with that other person. It was a pleasure answering some of your questions, and I hope you got a better insight on my world and what I've gone through and what I continue to go through. That is the whole purpose of this show is to be able to reach out to you. I would like to ask you to continue to send me all of your questions and comments. My email is pam at meditatingmotivators.com or through my website, meditatingmotivators.com. And with that being said, Here's to you living optimally.